Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The hat the way she wanted. So she was just upset that she, I couldn't be the girl, the daughter, where in the past, I let her do what she wanted you know, me to do. Like, dress me up, uh, be the doll, get compliments from others, like how great she's well put together. Because now she can't do that. And I think because she's also aging, she's, she was so upset. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a- in five, four, three, two... One. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I am your host, David So, and we have a very special guest. We have Mariel Song, everybody. Hi, everybody. Oh, he's so Oh, yes. Can you bring the mic a little closer to your face, please? Oh, he's so Is this okay? Maybe what the heck was that? Hey, Japanese, baby. That's what Japanese sounds like. You learn Japanese. You know, you know what? You now. know what the funny thing is? I actually downloaded an app to teach me Japanese. I've been doing it every day. Mm-hmm. The weird thing is, I didn't realize how much Japanese I know. Because you know the, well. the first like 30 lessons, I breezed right through it in a day. I'm like, oh, wait, I know all these words. I just don't. I can understand it. I just don't know when to speak it. Mm. So it was throwing me off. I'm like, okay, next. Because, you know, at the end of every lesson, you have a test. And it was 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%. I'm like, oh, I understand this, but I can't speak it. So I have to go back and start applying the, the speaking part. You got to practice. That's why you have me. <laughs> Come on now. I do it every day with you. You're going to Asian mom me. That's what I'm scared of. Speaking <laughs> of Asian moms, dude, this, this weekend was so funny. Here's the thing, guys. So since Mariel and I have been together, right? Like, I'm I'm pretty sure everybody knows that when you're in a relationship, especially if you're, you know, engaged or you're married or whatever, there's this period of like awkwardness between like whether it's the son or the daughter or whatever, uh, when when you kind of get together with in-laws, right? And I could tell things are getting a little more comfortable between us because now her mom like shits on her in front of me. So like, that was 
was your first time experiencing That was my right? first time. She's never done that in front of me before. Like she'll do that to the side or she'll wait after and talk to you about it on the phone. Yeah. Which I was like, for you, it was a bad experience. For me, it was like, oh, I'm family. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Well, the funny thing was, so oh, here, here's, the, here's the funny thing. Like her dad was in a great mood. I know he was. And so it was literally a sitcom moment. Because after we had this dinner, and she'll explain what happened uh, after, but it was that moment where the two men start to bond a little more because the wives are crazy. <laughs> you know? The wives or the wife? <laughs> so, like, there was this moment. Excuse where, me. I'm not part of that. But plural. I remember when I was in the car and I was trying to ask Mariel in my mind what was going on and how she was feeling. I was like, I better word. <laughs> Phrase my words very carefully so I don't get wrath. <laughs> so, you know. Because her dad didn't phrase his words carefully. Uh-huh. And then he got the full brunt of the wrath. And the funny thing was right when we were in the car, I told Mariel, I was like, your dad is in trouble. Because I know <laughs> when a man is in trouble. I was like, uh-huh. he should be quiet because he's going to get wrath. And I knew because she did this thing that I think a lot of women do. Uh-huh. It's like when they don't want to make a scene, uh-huh. they'll do this evil smile. They'll do this thing where it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and your mom did that laugh. And I was like, oh, oh, oh your dad's dead. My dad's I was dead. like, you're dead. I'm like, you should stop talking. Like, don't do this anymore. Because he was trying to lighten the mood and make jokes, but your mom didn't want any of that. No. And I'm like, just pops, just stop. <laughs> you're, you're going to die. My mom wanted someone to be on her side. But realistically, everybody was... Not I can't say it's on my side, but they were just being rational. And my dad was just, you know, enjoying the time. He was having a great time and he was just being realistic. So explain to them what happened exactly. My mom has a thing about hats. She loves hats. Incredibly Mm -hmm. loves hats. And another thing that she loves to do ever since I was a kid is for me to wear a hat. Every time we go out, Hat is required. So basically, I'm an only child and I'm a pretty tomboy girl. My mom, on the other hand, is a very, very, the most girly girl you could ever imagine. And I'll put it to you like this. I've seen her for seven years. I don't know what the top of her head looks like because <laughs> she always wears a hat. She's very well put together for herself. She's like a walking human doll. It's a, it, it's yes. actually really adorable. And I think she has this... Uh, desire that her daughter will be similar to her, if not a copy version of her. So she always tries to dress me up and has this like ideal daughter where she could shop together, like, you know, wearing the same hats and outfits, I guess, basically be mini her. But unfortunately I have my dad's jeans where I'm very tomboy. I'm very minimal. Um, and I just don't wear a lot of hats unless I need it. And so, and by the way, when we say hat, we're not talking about like the cap on her head. No, I'm talking about like the Sunday church hat. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like wide brimmed top hat type of thing. Yes. A fancy hat. And here's the thing. We were just done swimming and I didn't have any makeup on. I just had a very casual outfit. I didn't expect to wear a hat that day. And so it already started off wrong for her because I am not looking like the doll that she wants me to. And so she's like, can you please at least wear this hat? And I was kind of upset already from there because I know what that meant. (laughs) And so I still did. I mean, I had to say what I had to say, but I still did. And at at the dinner, how she compared... I don't want to say that part actually, but basically uh, she was still, uh, it didn't meet her satisfaction that I just wasn't wearing the hat the way she wanted. So she was just upset that she, I couldn't be the girl, the daughter where in the past I let her do what she wanted, you know, me to do like dress me up. Uh, be the doll, get compliments from others, like how great she's well put together because now she can't do that. And I think because she's also aging, she's she was so upset. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very weird thing to watch, right? And I'm pretty sure a lot of people who have parents <laughs> who are a little overbearing, they they kind of look at their kids as if they're always their kids, no matter how old they get, right? Yeah. Your mom definitely is on the a little bit of the extreme side because in her in her opinion, she goes, "Listen, I only see you every now and then, right? How come you can't just do what I tell you to do, right? Yeah. Which, okay, logically, I guess for me, I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense. However, the problem with that, and I think for a lot of maybe this is like an Asian American parent thing or an Asian parent thing, it could be other cultures too. I'm, I don't know what to compare to, but it's almost like you want me to be your object for a day. If you put it like that, does it sound great? It doesn't sound very good, right? And for mm-hmm. for her, like I was talking to your dad, right? Because so she she fucked up twice apparently because oh, yeah. when we were when we were swimming, she asked her mom to bring her blow dryer. Well, we forgot we brought it with us back to our place, and she needed her blow dryer for for Sunday because it's church. And so she was super super pissed. So I I <laughs> drove over there to drop off the blow dryer. Mind right? you, she wears a hat at the. <laughs> Yeah, she still wears a hat. I don't. I don't understand what's going on. But yeah. mo- so I had a conversation with your dad, and your dad was kind of explaining to me what 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 happened, and it was just like, I I think for me when I see that right, it's it's a little bit of both things, right? Because I talked to my mom about it too, and I asked my mom like, "What do you think?" Mm-hmm. And she said that well, no matter what, as a as a parent, the kid is always their child, and yep. they're only going back to this moment from when they were a little kid. Yep. Right. And the thing that threw me off that was so blatant of your mom, which I actually appreciated the honesty. It was just the honesty wasn't great because she said that I remember when you were a kid and I used to take you out and people used to compliment me about how great you look. I was like, oh, so this is about you. It's not about your daughter. It's because you missed the compliments that you got when you used, she used to dress you up as this little cute girl. Because when you're a little girl and you're dressed up in this cute little dress. Absolutely. Everybody thinks it's adorable. But your mom still wants to dress you up like that cute yeah, little girl. But, but I ain't the little cute girl. I'm an older lady, if not an old woman now. <laughs> yeah. Why do you feel like it's so hard for you to put on the hat? Here's, it's not hard because I did put the hat on. I know, but you put on the hat. I mean, this is just me giving you a second thought. It's like you put on the hat after fighting with her about it. You didn't. Yes. Because when she put, when she asked you to put on the hat, I, how come you didn't just put on the hat and say, okay, and then leave? I almost have this trauma now. It's like, an immediate reflection or yes, immediate reflection of me just automatically saying no, because I'm so tired of it. Here's the thing. I was a good girl. So if she told me to do something, I would do it. And I guess in that, and I thought that was doing the right thing, which I think in some way it is, but another way it didn't help me develop boundary between her decision and my decision. And so if she wanted me to do something on like for, not for me, but like about something to change about me, I would do it because it made her happy. But now I have an opinion and I have my own, you know, opinion of how I want to be shown to be displayed. And me saying no is like a huge impact on her now because I didn't create that boundary Mm-mm. when I when, mm. when I was younger. So now it's upsetting her because she thinks I'm disrespecting her request. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was that was the hard thing for me to connect. Right? It was when she was saying she couldn't wrap her head around the fact that you had this option to say no, mm-hmm. right? Which to me was like. Oh, I mean, for me, it's a little extreme, right? It's like (laughs) every person has the option to say no to the things that you request. You don't have to say yes. Like in what world does anybody have, like, unless this is a dictatorship and you have to, and you're going to die. I don't understand. I guess that was the hard part for me to kind of wrap my head around because when, when we were walking into the restaurant, she's like, can you get her just to say yes to me all the time? And I'm like, I'm like, I don't think that's possible. Like, I, I don't. See, that's the thing. Can you say, can you just say yes all the time when we meet up? Prior to that dinner, we, I don't remember the last time we went out for dinner because of COVID. So we ate at home a lot. Yeah, we did a yeah, lot of takeout. Yeah. So therefore we didn't have to wear hats. But can you imagine if COVID wasn't there and we met up every time asking me to wear a hat? Well, I Actually remember when we, first, when, uh, when we first started dating and you were meeting up your mom. You wore a hat 
you wore make you did your makeup you did everything yes like you had jewelry on i'm like what the hell is this and it was because you're meeting up your mom yes there is a requirement to meet up with my mom and especially for going out which i am fine to do i do it but we just came out of swimming so you know the fact that she asked me to put that hot hat on it meant something it meant she was commenting something about my look commenting something about you know, how it would visually look, it, how other people would think of me. That's the hard thing about being in a Korean community. Uh, also so a big. Yeah, especially like a Korean church community too, because <sighs> a lot of the actions that we do, we think about it in terms of how it represents us all the time, right? Which to a certain extent, it's good, right? Mm. Because now we're thinking about community. Mm. And I actually like that about Korean culture a lot. But there's a point where it becomes very toxic. Yeah. Where now every move that you make is based on what you think somebody else is going to say about your family, about how you present yourself. Yeah. When in reality, it's like, is that really a way to live? There's a there's a fine line between like excessive and too much excessive and then just the right amount, right? Yeah. And I think that for you know, for my personal experience as a Korean American, going to Korean churches. Like we, we've seen it. Like we've seen parents go, oh, we're going to the restaurant. That person right there goes to our church. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you kind of present yourself right. If not, they're going to say something. Yeah. yeah. And I totally understand that. I totally understand. If you're in that community and you want to be in that community, you kind of need to bend and, you know. I mean, they talk a lot of shit. Yeah. You, you don't want to <laughs> deal with that drama. Yeah. So you do your best to eliminate those. And I totally understand that. And my mom was, and I guess still is in that community. Totally understandable. But the question comes down to like. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, Whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. My lovely genius brain farts. This podcast is brought to you by Fume. Ever try to break a bad habit and felt like you're climbing Everest and flip-flops? Yeah, we've been there too. But here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. It's not about giving up. It's about switching up, baby. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better healthier, and a whole lot more enjoyable. What is Fume, you ask? Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy that makes replacing your bad habit easy. I keep one in my car just because I'm a fidgety guy. And guess what? I'd be puffing on that delicious herbal tea vapor, my friend. Friends, nothing bad for you in there and definitely, definitely fun to use. My friends, start the year off right with the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash genius and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving the listeners of the show 10% off when they use my code genius to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Start the good habit at tryfume.com slash genius to save 10% off the journey pack today. Is your priority that the society you make the society more positive or like then i i guess it's just like are you thinking do you more of feel this is, do you feel that she takes precedence over other people's happiness versus yours i don't know if it's a happiness but it's the compliment know what i mean like i don't know if they're happy seeing me like wearing a hat you know but it's the compliment that comes with it the opinion that comes with it i think that sometimes is more of a priority than 
how I feel. Yeah, because because the way she worded it made it seem like she misses the times where she used to receive the compliment versus she misses the times when you used to, quote unquote, present yourself more, whatever the word is, ladylike or presentable in her eyes, right? Because mm-hmm. the one thing I do want to clarify, it's not like Muriel is against... Like if her mom wants to do the classic K drama, you know, mother or daughter thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. where they're like, "Oh, oh, oh, You know, I don't think Mariel has anything <laughs> against that, right? Yeah. I think the problem comes is where like she doesn't get to show her identity in it, right? So. If Mariel goes out and she dresses in this pretty dress, she does her makeup a certain way and she comes out and then her mom says, this doesn't look good on you though. You need to wear it like this. And that's where that issue comes in. It's like, listen, I'm okay doing the stuff that honestly like would make you happy and I would probably enjoy too. But the boundary isn't there where she does, where she tends to like, I think hurt your feelings, you know, with the things that she says. Before we continue, my lovely genius farts, thank you for keeping this podcast sponsored and going. Click on the links of our sponsors and check out their stuff because this podcast is brought to you by Purple, my friends. Purple Mattress, the best mattress ever. The mattress I dream of every day because it helps me sleep every night. Whenever I am traveling, all I do is think about my lovely, lovely mattress. Not my wife. She's on the, you know, second tier list, I guess. Just kidding. I love you very much. Don't listen to this, my dear, because um, yeah, I love my purple mattress very, very much. Sorry, the Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs while cushioning your shoulders, neck, and hips no matter how you sleep. If you have been sleeping on a spring mattress or any other mattress, guess what? You've been sleeping on a bag of shit. Get a purple mattress. Be like me. It is worth it. We spend so much time sleeping. Why do you spend your money elsewhere? Get a purple mattress. Getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash brain10. Use code brain10 for a limited time. You can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash brain10. Code brain10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Purple.com slash brain10. Promo code brain10. Terms apply. So, yeah. Like, by the way, Mariel's mom is super fucking sweet. Like, yeah. her mom has the best intentions for everything. Like, oh, I make yeah. jokes about how she she literally grabs my head and prays for me. You know <laughs> what I mean? And as weird as that is, that's a lot of great intentions. She 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 yeah. worries for me and she cares for me, you know? And I think that's, like, the best quality about Mariel's mom is, like, how much she cares. Sometimes, though, it becomes a problem when how much she cares and the things that she wants overrides what other people want, you know? Right. There's no fine medium. And so for you, when I see that, I see like a lot of um, a lot of what I had with my dad when I was younger, right? But once again, like in this Asian family dynamic, boys get away with a lot more things than um, than girls do. And I think maybe just in families in general. And I, I think this, if I think about it, this is very, very integrated to Asian culture of if I was the appropriate Asian daughter, I would never reject her request. If you think about it, if you see like people, like my friends and family in Korea, when visitors come or requests has been made, they make sure it happens. Mm-hmm. Even our friends, within among our friends, Asian American friends, because they have Asian parents, when certain things come around, they find it like, you know, it's not appropriate or if it's not, you know, um, not something that they agree upon, they still accept it and move on with it or, you know, make sure that they're happy because it's embedded in their Asian culture. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they will be be like saying like, oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And it, it could be very inconsiderate in one way, but at the same time, because they are your age, your parents in Asian culture, you wouldn't, um, you wouldn't reject their requests. Mm. You would make sure like, okay, I'll do whatever I can to help you parents because I'm your kid. There is no like, oh, you do it your way. I'll do it my way. There's like none of those kind of conversations. Yeah. And I think because I'm more American. <laughs> so when she sees that, and I'm sure she compares with her other, you know, friends, kids, and whatnot, like see that I'm not accepting or quote unquote respecting her request. She feels like she's being disrespected. But that's the weird thing too, because when I had issues with my dad, 
one of the things that my dad had to come to terms with was the fact that, and this is what my mom was there for, right? My mom, albeit we do still argue, we still fight, mm-hmm. but a majority of our conversations are great. She was the person that had to champion me. Like she had to get my dad to understand, like, listen, you decided to come to the States. We didn't have to come here, mm-hmm. right? You wanted this life. You thought mm-hmm. that it was better for us. Well, guess what? You raised a kid in America, but you're expecting him not to be an American kid. And I, that doesn't make sense. You know, like the, that, that's not fair, right? You got to let him live the life that he wants to live. And if you wanted him to grow up with those ideals, we should have stayed in Korea, right? A lot of second generation have the same feeling that they can't figure out how to be fully American nor fully Asian because sometimes when we're outside, we feel like we're very Asian and when we're in the house, we'll feel very American and neither of them accepting who we are. Mm. And honestly, like I, you know, I give kudos to my parents because they work really hard to where they are. I mean, clearly they didn't like foresee this happening in their life thinking that, oh, there's going to be a huge culture clash, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, they're thinking the positive side. It's like, we're going to have a better life here, et cetera, et cetera. So their intention is good. And I have huge respect for my mother because she's a businesswoman. She came here with no degree, learning English on her own and able to get a PhD degree on her own and still studying till this day, having her own business and doing really well for her. And if, if there's, if someone asked me who's my idol when it comes to, or like a role model when it comes to, you know, career, it's my mom because she was able to do everything by herself. I wouldn't say dad, my dad doesn't speak English. So my mom had to take care of all the legal contracts, you know, real estate, everything on her own. And I think for someone who came to a country, didn't understand the language and had to learn on her own and able to have a successful career is amazing. So that said, and she knows, she knows that she could speak English really well, even though she always says she can't like she, her English is great. Yeah. If she could, run her own business by herself. Yeah. Her English, let's say, let's put it like this. Her English is better than my Korean. Like she uses mm-hmm. complicated English words that I wouldn't be able to use conversely in Korean. And all her clients are not even Korean too. Yeah. So, so her English is perfectly fine. She's just a little uh, shy about it. Yeah. But when I hear her speak English, I'm like, no, your English is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I could talk to her English perfectly fine. Yeah. She understands everything. But that said, I can't blame her when she says that you're not Korean enough because she, it's not like her intention was that I, you know, she's going to have a baby here and <laughs> the baby's going to be so American that she, that she won't understand me. Like I grew up learning Korean. That was my first language. I grew up with my grandma. So I am very immersed with Korean culture, as you know, like when I go to Korea, like I could adapt very easily. Yes, I am still like, I still stand out as an um, Korean American, but at least I could get around without a problem. <clears throat> but nonetheless, even though I try that hard where I lived in Korea and try to like be as Korean as I can be, I can't be in the Korean culture that my mom once lived. Because if we, when we went to Korea, it was so different. The culture has changed. Yeah, the that was the Koreans thing that have changed so much. That their mom didn't really understand and I think even my mom doesn't understand, right? Is that what their version of what Korea is now is different. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm talking about, this is one of these, like, I'd say this is like my Korean, like pride coming in, in terms of how different Korea is. And this is within 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about 20 years ago. And so before when I was 14 years old, and that was the last time I was in Korea, we had to go with a lot of gifts. And by gifts, I mean stuff that honestly over here is just next to nothing. Mm-hmm. One of the things that everybody brought, shampoo, conditioner, Centrum, mm-hmm. cent- the vitamin Centrum, yeah. Neosporin. <laughs> <laughs> was like med- yeah. medicinal stuff. Mm-hmm. And the reason why was like 20 years ago in Korea, a lot of the stuff that they had to get was from, they said was from China. China. And they, there was no um, 
QC, like quality control. Yeah. And so they didn't know what was good or bad. People were getting like fucked up by a lot of these products. So before we went to Korea, we had to bring stuff that they knew was good quality, which mm-hmm. was American stuff because the standards were really, really good. Mm-hmm. And now when we went to Korea this time, mind you, it's been 20 years for me. Mm-hmm. I go there. There's, oh, they don't need shit. They like, have literally everything. And better. Yeah, more. And more. Yeah. <laughs> and then some. So, and I bring this up because Meryl's mom's trying to be really sweet and she wants uh, Meryl to be taken care of. So she wants Meryl to bring all of the relatives a lot of gifts. But the gifts that she was asking us to bring was, in my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they have this stuff there, which was like peanuts, <laughs> like nuts. You know what I mean? They still liked it. Granted, I mean, they still liked they it, right? They still loved it. But literally the first day that we're there, we see a lady selling peanuts, like yeah. fresh roasted on the side of the road. And the market had all kinds of Everything. Nuts. We're talking pecans. We're talking walnuts, pine nuts, walnuts, yeah. nuts galore. <laughs> I they was, even have avocado. Yeah, they have avocado. All this other stuff that yeah. we think is, you know, privy to like the American lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Korea has it and then some, mm-hmm. right? So when I saw that, I'm like, oh, her version of what she thinks Korea is, is not what it used to be, Mm. right? And albeit 30 years ago, this was very, very true. Yeah. You know, Korea went through this hardcore like second wave industrial revolution in terms of like import, export, whatever the fuck that it is that allowed Korea to be as great as it is now. When I went there this past time, I was amazed. You know, even like within 10 years, Everyone in K-Town were telling, or even our friends were telling how K-Town food is so much better than Korea because of the meat and the vegetables that we have. Yeah. We went to Korea this round. How was it? It was literally the best Korean food I've ever had in my life. There was nothing like, what do you mean? The meat was great. The vet, there are The beef was amazing. Yeah. And it was not to mention very cheap. Yeah. And so for them, when they said that, that was probably true because 10 years ago they went yeah. there and we went there now. I was like, um, this food is substantially better than the shit that I've had in LA. Yeah. Like it doesn't even compare. Even the side dishes. Oh yeah. That's the crazy thing. So when you guys like come to K-Town or whatever K-Town that you go to, I feel that when it comes to the panchan, right? That's uh, side dishes in Korean. Yeah. Um, those things are just there to kind of like pick at as you eat your other food. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of like attention and care put into it. When we went to these Korean restaurants, the the attention and care was in every single dish that came out, whether it was the panchan, whatever the hell that it yeah. was, it, it was very, very well cared for and presented very well. And it tasted like it was all homemade. It yeah. wasn't made from a factory. Like it was in mass production. It felt like they made it in the kitchen. Yeah, it was, it was really, really, yeah. really good. I was so surprised at... Well, I guess it was a good thing people kind of said that because my expectations were a lot low. Lower. And then when I went there, I'm like, this is some of this is the best Korean yeah. food I've had outside of my mom's food. So that's I mean, even if if we're talking about 10 years, within 10 years, that much 20 has years changed. Is crazy. 20 years is insane. Like they didn't back in maybe in the 90s, I don't even know if banana was around. Like that's Oh, dude, th- that banana story was crazy, dude. So like <laughs> I, I guess in general, like her aunts were telling us like how much Koreans like coveted bananas. Yeah, because banana, they didn't have banana in Korea because it didn't grow, first of all. And there was an import of um, bananas. So and they weren't allowed to import it. Was it? There wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember she was telling the story of how she brought the banana in. So my grandma, this is like in the 90s or 80s or something. I think it was in the 80s. Um, she was here in the U.S. and she knew how much banana was so precious to Koreans. That's why there is even a song um, that has banana. What is it? Banana, banana. I forget what the song. I forget how it goes. But there is a song where banana is involved. Where they said, "If it's a good food, it's banana." Mm. But that's it. So she went to the airport, had a box of banana, <laughs> and clearly you can't bring produce to the airport because you can't fly with them. Um, But back then it was just, you know, it wasn't as strict as it is right now. So I think my grandma really complained and also begged the people that, hey, my kids want bananas. (laughs) Let Mm -hmm. me take some of the bananas. So she actually was able to take the banana to Korea. But that's how limited resource they had back then. It's crazy. Like when I hear those stories, I'm like, that's why the banana juice is such a huge thing. Or banana, banana milk. milk. Yeah, banana yeah. uyu. Like I remember when I was there when I was uh, 14 too. Like it was banana uyu everything. Yeah. It was like banana flavored everything. I'm like, what the fuck is with this banana shit? I hated it. I hated it so much. It's it's all nostalgic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
I mean, it's, so it's like, you know, just to go back to that conversation, like there, there is a lot of empathy when it comes to just our parents and like, you know, Mariel's mom and even my mom, yeah. you know, like we got into a fat argument because she didn't understand what the fuck I was saying. I was telling her like Korea is not the Korea that you grew up in. Oh uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not the same thing, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, there's no hard feeling. Like I wish, you know, I'm sure some people with their listening to, they'd be like, why can't you just wear the hat? Which I did wear the hat, by the way, mm-hmm. but there was a little bit of friction back and forth because there's a whole history to it that, well, it is, you know, for me too, <laughs> it's also the idea that it's just do as I say, because I say so. Mm. And to me, whether you're a, uh, I mean, when you're a child, you're, you know, kids don't know very much and they're not, you know, they're not fully autonomous in the sense that a lot of their choices are not going to be the best because yeah. they're young and they don't have life experience, Yeah. but you're in your thirties, you know? Yeah. And so when somebody who you are an adult and another adult tells you do as I say, so it's a little disrespectful, you know, as a person, you know, because even though she feels disrespected, I think if she took a step back and says, if anybody said to you, do as I say so, would you be happy? Yeah, right. You know, and the idea is, is that when you say that, you're basically saying that I'm in control of you. I own you. Yeah. And because I own you, you do as I say. And when you don't do that, I feel very disrespected. Mm-hmm. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. My lovely genius farts. You know how much I love my BetterHelp. You know how much I love mental clarity. You know how much I love therapy because I've been using it my whole life. And BetterHelp just makes it so much easier, so accessible, and so affordable. I can't get enough of it, baby. You know me. I'm all about mental health. If you are focusing on your physical health, why not worry and work on your mental health, my friends? Because I know some of you out there feel helpless and a little trapped, and you might even feel that little bit of fatigue, but you can't figure out why. Well, guess what? It could probably be associated with burnout. It could be associated with the fact that you are not prioritizing your mental health. Well, guess what, my friends? BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Genius Brain listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash genius. That's BetterHelp.com slash genius. There's no disrespect in a person who is an autonomous being to say, hey, I don't think I want to, yeah. especially because it's just a hat. Because if, if, if the idea is that it's just a hat, why can't you wear it? The same goes for the other way around. If it's just a hat, how come I can't choose not to wear it yeah. when it makes me uncomfortable? Yeah. And not to mention, I do wear hats And she did wear lot. the hat. <laughs> she did wear the hat, by the way. I did wear the hat. But uh, other times, too, when we're out and about, I do dress up the way that she likes so that she's pleased. I, I do that. It's just, that wasn't the day. Then the hard part is too, and you know, for a lot of people out there who are kind of, you know, coming into their full adult form, right? Where they are like these independent beings. You know, I've, I've told this to Muriel years ago and obviously she, you know, she talked with her therapist and obviously coming from, you know, your significant other, somebody who's close to you, it comes off as nagging, but we talked about boundaries, mm-hmm. you know? And I think when the way I expressed it, I don't think you really understood it. Obviously, because the way I explained it probably wasn't, it was so harsh, you know, because mm-hmm. I understood boundaries from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that it, though from the outside, it may seem like, oh, just wear the hat, right? But to her point, what happened when she wore that hat, the hat was just the starting point. Yeah. It didn't matter if she wore the hat. Yeah. It was something else. And then it's something else. And this is what we mean by boundaries. And we have to be able to recognize, hey, is this just about the hat or is, there, is this just something bigger thing? And the bigger thing was, when, I, when you were younger, you did exactly what I told you. And when I told you what to do, it made me happy. And so that's the overarching thing that's happening here. It's not just wear the hat. Mm-hmm. It's if I wear this hat, what else does this lead to? And it did lead to something else. Because mm-hmm. when you wore it, it didn't end. It mm-hmm. did not end. It went through the whole dinner. For me, it was quite entertaining. Because <laughs> watching your dad just burn in, front of my, in my eyes was hilarious. And, I and was, he had no idea what was coming. Because her dad was trying to be funny. He was yeah. trying to make jokes. And I'm like, bro, this is not the time. <laughs> like you need, I, I couldn't tell him to stop. I just wanted him to stop. I'm like, you're going to be in so much trouble. I saw the laugh. I saw the, okay. And you know what that laugh is? Everybody knows what that laugh is. <laughs> you motherfucker. Just wait, just wait till we get home. And I saw it. And literally I told her in the car, I said, Hey, your dad's in 
big trouble. Watch. And then what happens? He called her the next day. He goes, oh, my God, I got ripped apart last night. I was like, I knew that was going to happen. Yeah. I mean, he was on my side. What can you say? Nobody was on her side. I know I messed up a little bit, too. Even you, you weren't on her side. (laughs) When I said that, I was like, I fucked up. It's I mean, it's fine. The main target is me. So, (laughs) I mean, she was I think that night she just wanted to be right. And then nobody was giving it to her. So it it, it made her feel like, oh, everybody's against me, you know, Um, and I understand that. I I mean, I guess in in a way to make the night lighter, I could have just let her do what she wanted to do. But then again, that comes to the whole therapy conversation of making your own boundaries. I just don't I think if you did that, it still wouldn't have ended. So I I think in that case, um, I don't think just wearing the hat would have been enough. I think think if there is a dinner plan to go out, I'm going to be like, let me bring a whole outfit top to bottom. Yeah. So, you know, so then it's a, it's a complete set for her. Mm -hmm. So there's, then we could just have a good dinner. Yeah. And I know that it's just, we just went swimming. So I couldn't prepare for that. And I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect it either. It was a little shocking. It, it, it was Welcome so funny. Welcome to my life, David. So so Mariel's mom said something at the dinner table, which I disagreed with. And I wasn't like, like disagreeing in the terms of like, oh, no, no, not that. I was like, oh, no, no, I don't think that's the case. And when I said that, she did the smile again. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, I'm on her bad side, dude. So when I came to drop off the hairdryer, she didn't even come downstairs. You know what her mom was doing? Her mom was praying for her soul. <laughs> I'm not even fucking lying. She was praying for Mariel's soul. Asking God to like, hey, some my daughter needs to just be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like usually her mom will come down and say hi to me. And I'm like, oh, it's because I fucked up yesterday. She didn't like anybody in that table. I know. She's, she she gave me the smile. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm dead too. I was <laughs> like, oh, shit. I should have just said like, oh, probably. But I just, I just disagreed. <laughs> it was so well, hard. Now, you know, now, you know, you're in the family now. You're on the same boat as me and my dad. <laughs> I know, man. It was so interesting. There was a really good bonding moment for me and your dad, though. I was like, oh, shit. Because I remember in the car, too, I, I wanted to ask Mariel. I'm like, how come you couldn't just wear the hat? But if I said that, it would have just been a not a good thing. So I was like, <laughs> the car, I was like, how do I phrase this? How did you phrase it? Huh? I said, I said something along the lines of like, oh, I was like, uh, what is the reason that you're against wearing the hat? Yes, you did. <laughs> I know. I remember <laughs> you phrased it i was in the car thinking calculating i'm like phrases correctly i just saw what happened to her father (laughs) you phrased it actually very nicely where i could explain it yeah and it it made sense too like it made sense and i appreciate that so much because if he just came up like why can't i just wear the hat i'd be like dude i just dealt with this you really want to have this conversation dude you know at the dinner table i I love telling the story because this shit was so fucking funny so when mariel and i first started dating right and i think as a guy um i've i've always been taught to pick up the bill right and then mariel too by the way she's very good at picking up the bill especially when we first started dating she was an intern and she wasn't making a lot of money Uh and so now that she has a stable job now we like we either dutch pay or you know well not so much dutch pay she'll pay i'll pay she'll pay I'll, i'll pay right so one time we were going out to eat and this shit lightweight got on my nerves a little bit because she's no it's not i was the legit trend okay no she was not okay so literally the bill comes out right she goes don't worry i got this one i'm like okay cool i'm watching this girl go through molasses trying to find this card i've never seen somebody move so slow in my life to pick up a bill she's just like okay this is the card by the way let me just show you okay this is her cards, right? This is her going into her purse. La da 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 da. I wonder where my card is. I'm sitting here watching this. By the time she finds her card, I already gave my card. They came back Fung with a bill. Today. Oh my god! Boop, boop. Such a liar. I was just. I don't know why you say I was doing so slowly. Maybe that's what you were saying. You're like, pali pali hai. No, it wasn't pali pali. I was like, you're all I, slow. I was like, I've never seen somebody move so slow in my life. I thought you were moving at 120 it frames per matter. second. I said I got it. So if I take oh, re- oh, all my time, as long as I got it, that's all it matters, right? I've never seen you search for something so slow in my life. And you're a very fast paced person. <laughs> 
Look, if you want me to pay for the bill, just say so. (laughs) No, I could have really paid it. You don't have to go through this whole show. (laughs) When did I? Papa got the bill. Papa, Papa got the bill. Don't worry, Papa got it. Okay, everybody heard that. Papa pay the bill. 24-7 24-7 now. I always that? do. Don't worry about it. I got okay, it. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Papa. Don't worry about it. Thank you. I got you. you. Papa, Papa has the bill, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. Why <laughs> <laughs> Papa? Dude, I never call you Papa. She told me this funny thing too uh, today, and this is the first thing that has ever happened to her. Oh, my God. This Let's is all so weird. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. <laughs> so she got unfollowed by one of her friends, and she doesn't know why. And this is the weird thing for me, right? If I get unfollowed, I know why. I'm a loud mouth guy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of weird opinions. I make a lot of jokes and sometimes it rubs people the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So if they unfollow me, I get it. Mm-hmm. I 100% understand why. Mm-hmm. With you, I don't get it. You're not very opinionated about anything publicly. No. You don't really post anything too personal. No. Everything you do is just like your art, money stuff, or like stuff that Social we do in stuff, Korea. Yeah. And it's not, it's, it's just like a regular Instagram. Here's the thing. I, 99% of the time, I can't say 100 anymore, don't check if a friend follows me or not. Yeah. I don't. But somehow, yeah, why would we, right? Because they're friends. So this friend, I've been saying to her every year, happy birthday. We keep in touch. I mean, we kind of lost touch to here and there because we have our own separate lives, but nothing really. Went to the baby shower, everything. Yeah. I went to go see her baby. Everything was fine. And I've been, we've been chatting on Instagram only to find out that she unfollowed me some time yeah, ago. Like this is a friend too, by the way, Mariel has never said a single bad thing about her. Yeah. Till this day, I still talk about her, right? Yeah. She like Mariel mentioned like how much her mom loves her. Like she's such like this pretty Korean girl. Like you've never said oh, anything well, bad about her. It's a Korean girl. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And to, I mean, the fact that she took the extra step to unfollow me she definitely uh, made it clear that we're now, not friends it's it's very weird though i just don't understand why though like what I, did I you wish do I, knew. I wish i knew i don't know because i do remember you telling me that you were saying happy birthday to her or whatever mm. and then out of nowhere it was just like unfollow here's the weird thing about that usually when that happens it's like zero connection at all or there was like some type of event yeah the thing that maybe kind of bothers me about that is that you guys were actually pretty close friends you guys been friends for a very long time and that has never happened to me with any close person at all unless there was a very cataclysmic event yeah i mean we had our ups and downs but we made it through and i don't know it's just i think it's just very clear like how she made up her mind but here's the thing i've been thinking about this because it was just kind of mind-blowing i'm like wow what the hell happened like yeah so Thing is that I, this is a vicious cycle for me, and I keep warning myself is that any friendships that I make in a short time where we feel like we're so close and we click so well. Oh, I talked about this on my podcast. That we could talk about anything is an alarming, <laughs> alarming sign and also a flag for me that I need to step back. Take your breaks. Yes. And I like to have it slow pace. Like I, I kind of think of it as fire. Like I like to have those thick wood that lasts long time, burn long time. If it's one of those fire that just happens really fast, big, it'll end really fast too. Yeah. And you know, like I've, I've mentioned this before where I've, I've talked about this and, you know, I've used a very crass way of talking about it, which is fucking on the first date. And I say that a lot of girls do that though. A lot of girls do that thing where they go, Oh my gosh, we're besties. besties. Yeah. And I've, that shit used to always piss me off because I knew the end result. And yeah. it's not that anybody's ne- necessarily bad or good yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. that none of you know each other. Yeah. So you don't even know if you're actually really good friends. You don't know if you match well. Exactly. When you get to know somebody over time, you get to make the choice of that's a bad quality. Am I okay with that? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. n- nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, I have shit ton of bad qualities that my best friend deals with all the time, yeah. you know, and he has annoying qualities that I deal with all the time, yeah. but I'm okay with it because yeah. we've built this relationship and this strong foundation over yes. time. The foundation. Yeah. Never is never made with those friendships. So it breaks through easily. Was she a fast friend too? She was a fast friend, but we also had long time B 
being friends. Like keeping in touch every now and then. Yeah, keeping in touch. So I thought for sure that she wasn't one of those friends. Mm. But, Lord behold. (laughs) I mean, mean, it's, it's, it's all good. I think it's very weird that it happened that way. Also, it's very embarrassing for me to say, oh my gosh. So-and-so unfollow me because I never say that. That sounds so cheesy. Well, it's not the fact that it's cheesy. It's more like if, if it's like some random person, yeah, it might be a little cheesy. Yeah. But this isn't a random person. Yeah, it's somebody this is you've like known a for good years. friend. Like for years, almost a decade. Yeah. Yeah, almost a decade. That's very, very odd. But I don't know. So I guess she is one of them because. Yeah, but that also kind of makes her a, a coward though. Like That's a coward right there. It's like, listen, if you if I did something to offend you or mm. you have an issue, you should talk to me about it instead of this like subtle weird way of just like not responding to birthday texts and all this other stuff. She didn't respond though. That's the thing. She totally respond to every message. Was it very, was just like, oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. That's it. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, that but much. See, that's what I'm saying. That's some coward shit. Like what a pussy. Like you little pussy. Like if you have a problem, just say that you have a problem and then we could hash it out and say like, oh, I'm sorry. Or we could be like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be friends, right? Well, here's the thing. The fact that she didn't do it and she decided on her own, it's actually kind of worse because she's saying, oh, you're not worth to discuss and fix this problem. It's not that. She's a coward. She doesn't. She's, she's not somebody who can sit there and have a conversation with you and defend what she has to say, mm. right? Because those type of people, if you confronted them and said like, hey, if I did something to offend you, right? And clearly you unfollowed me. I know this sounds really childish, but because you and I have been friends for 10 years, when you unfollow me, it makes me feel like I did something to hurt you. What did I do exactly? You know what she'll do? She goes, oh, did I unfollow you? I had no idea. I guarantee you that's what she'll do. Especially when it comes to people who are supposed to be friends. That's why I dislike it so much when people go like, oh, that's my friend. And I correct people now. And I go, we friends? I'm like, okay, like, I guess. No, we know each other, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't want people to have the, the wrong idea of what we are, right? Because yeah. having the right expectations also sets you up to be, uh, sets up the friendship to kind of grow. Because, yeah, yeah, for now, we might be acquaintances, Mm -hmm. but we could be friends after a long time. Yeah. Like, Nick and I were, he was my coach. Then Nick became my coach. And Mm -hmm. from my coach, he became an acquaintance. And from an acquaintance, he became a friend. And now he's a really, really good good friend. friend, Yeah. But that took, what, five years, four years. That took a while. A long time. Before I even let him in my house. So even at work, before pandemic, like, I would have a lot of coworkers. I would talk to a lot. And so there could be, like bond that we make Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean we're friends so like you know i take my time again with like coworkers, anybody if they're trying to like get close to me real fast and be like oh my god what's your instagram oh my god we need to hang out x y and z i'm like the i'm the polar opposite i'd be like i you know people (laughs) you don't need to do that to connect with somebody no you can have really good interactions and then have another good interaction and then another one and another one and then be like hey like i want to get to know you let's go get something to eat Mm -hmm. right yeah like savannah who was my pa long 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 time ago we you know we were just like i like to keep things professional we're not friends right um at that time, they were at friends. that time. At that time, and then I got to know her as a person because I working with her sixty hours every week. Like you get to really know people, and I really liked who she was. She was like, "It's a freaking hardworking lady who's trying to do her best, and she's always like two steps ahead." And I was like, "I like this quality." And then so from there, you know, we got to really bond, and then we left to other different studios, kept in touch, and then was able to hang out outside of work. Knowing that, hey, actually we connect. It's yeah. not because of this like, and it, it took a long time. I think that was like, what, five years in? And then we finally became friends. Yeah. And Lord behold, we're still friends. Like we've yeah. gone through a lot of shit and stuff, but we're still friends. And I think it's because we know how we are. Yeah, you guys got to have like these, like it's like um, when you train your shins, right? You get micro fractures and it, become, it get, comes back, builds stronger. Micro fractures build stronger. Right. Versus having a full on clean break. Your that leg just snaps in half. Amen, Thai. everybody. That's how you do it. Muay Thai, baby. Let's go. Oh my go. God. Yeah. That's like the calluses. When you're climbing, you get your first flap. You're like, fudge, that hurts. But then it grows. How is your comparison any better than mine? I mean, hey, what are you talking I'm about? I'm just saying, I'm going along with your yeah. analogy. Yeah. You know, I, like everybody's is, is just in, there's in such a rush to make connections and do things. Like how come things, you can't just slow play you know things what's sometimes? You so sad though? Like maybe it's not sad, but 
I fall for it so bad. Because I'm like, I really want that too. But then I'm like, now I'm triggered. I've been triggered, but I... Look. No, but like, listen, it's it's not bad to be like, damn, this person was really cool. Yeah. It's just now you go, damn, that person was really cool. Hey, maybe next time we should hang out a little bit, but not go like, oh, my God, this person, they're exactly like me. Oh, my God. We think exactly the same. Impossible. I mean, you, yeah. 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 Impossible. Remember I told you that story about my that only that I got to know in Korea and she just disappeared on me. Yeah, that's another great example, yeah. right? We hung out every night. We literally hung out every night. I even got to see her family who lives in a whole different county. That's how close we got. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, she went in Miami. And she huh. ghosted me until the day I had to leave. That's some, that's some cowardice shit. And I don't know If why. you have an issue or you have a problem, then let's talk about it. If you say we are friends. If not, then don't say we're friends and we'll just keep it cool like that. You know, that's just what I'm saying. Like, I'm I'm not mm, I I can at times be too straightforward, right? Yes. I'm very 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 she knows this about me. I'm very I'm I am not a non-confrontational person. No. I'm somebody who likes to put it out there. I've gotten a lot better now where yes. now I pick and choose when I do it and when I don't, uh-huh. right? And the reason why is because when I was younger, I used to be so scared. It used to just, things would just blow up in my face all the fucking time. Mm. When I was a kid, I used to get my ass beat for just like doing white lies. Mm. And so now because I'm so hyper open is people get scared of that stuff. And I'm okay with that, right? Because the, the, the idea that my dad put into me when I was younger was that, you know what? There are so many bad things can happen when you're a dishonest and um, conniving human being. That if you hurt a few people's feelings, being an honest person, at least you know that you were right. Mm. You can live with that. Mm. You know? So the only difference is that my dad didn't teach me about tact. <laughs> you know white what I mean? lies, you mean? Like white lies are just tact in general, <laughs> you know? Like when I say things sometimes, even when I text people who I work with, I go, fuck, I think I they're probably going to misinterpret that, even though I don't mean anything bad by it, mm-hmm. right? Like so I'll, like for example, I sent a... Uh, an email out where it was like, hey, uh, when you write things, blah, 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 are you telling me to correct this because if it's a, is, it, is it a personal thing that you want or is it something that's within uh, our company guidelines that I should adhere to? If it's something personal, you should probably keep that to yourself and then we'll just keep it professional. Ouch. And so that sounds really harsh. But yeah. in my mind, I'm not even mad at them. I'm just like, oh, look, hey, we'll just separate the stuff out. And I just at the end, I was like, if that's okay with you, let's continue forward with that. Let me know if you need anything else. And then in my mind, I went, Hmm, that might be a little harsh, but it, but I'm not I'm not angry though. I'm just yeah. like, oh, let's just separate. In my mind, I'm just saying matter of factly, yeah. and I'm going about my day, and I stop when literally is in the middle of the day. I went, I think I hurt their feelings. You know, Wait, well, how did that come around? The because thing? usually that person responds back to emails a lot faster, uh, and I'm like, they're probably like, oh shit. So I wrote back, and I was like. Hey, you did a great job, blah, 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 blah. I just want to know so I don't stress you out. Yeah. You know, just making sure that you're good, right? Man, emails, the way, the communication is so, so hard. I mean, you know, all these like friendships that that went down the hole for me, I can't say it's like, I'm sure half of the reason is because of me. I mean, who knows, man? Like I've had a lot of friendships that went down the hole. You know, and I'm just completely okay with it. Do there was somebody that gave me the silent treatment for two years? I didn't even know. And they got mad when I found when they found out that I didn't know that I was I got the silent treatment. And they got mad again and they talked to me for another two years. That's so funny. <laughs> like legit, this person came up to me. They're like, So I'm done giving you the silent treatment. And I'm like, You gave me the silent treatment? Since what? <laughs> and they were like, Are you kidding me? I haven't talked to you like in two years. I was like, I know it's been good. <laughs> and I was oh joking. They did not take it very well. No. But I was like, listen, you gotta understand, like. I don't know these fucking things. I'm continuing with my life. If you want to be upfront about something, then we could address it, right? Yeah. And I'll either apologize or we could hash it out, right? Because I'm not beyond saying sorry to my friends if I fuck up, mm-hmm. right? Because we're friends. I care about your feelings mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah. So like, I, I just don't like that type of stuff. And listen, man, like I've, one of the things that I can say that I'm very proud of is that I have, I you know this, I keep friends for a very long time. Like, mm-hmm. The friends that I've had, I've had for over 10, 12, 15 years. Yeah, they're all your childhood friends. They're all my childhood yeah. friends. I don't throw friendships away easy. Mm. If I threw you away, it's because you did something really, really what bad What if you guys me. don't click anymore? Like there's nothing to talk about. We still stay with decent friends though. Mm. We don't, I don't cut them out. Yeah. You know, like we meet up, we'll have drinks, we hang out for an hour or two. Here's the thing. 
that friend who unfriended me. Yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, how often did she ever hit you up? Did she ever ask how you were doing? Congratulations. And like, like those type of things, too. Like, like me and me and Gobble, right? Like, that's he's not even my best friend anymore. He's like blood brother to me. Like, I'd I'd kill for that guy. Mm. Right. And he's somebody who always calls on me. He checks up on me. We talk on the phone for like a couple of hours. Mm, We catch mm, up. mm. We joke around. Whenever he's successful in things, like, I'm always happy for him. He's always happy for my success. And that's the type of friendship I'm going to have forever. Like he's somebody that I would fucking kill for. That same goes for Joe. Same thing goes for Bart. All these people, right? Mm -hmm. But once again, what is the biggest deciding factor of that? Time. That thing was time. Like Gabo and I became probably best friends after high school. Mm. So, and that was like three years of friendship in high school. And then we started to realize, I I started to realize like, that's my best friend. (laughs) Like he's, He's somebody that will never, ever do me wrong at mm. all. And he'll take my side, mm. you know, and even for him, like I've made ridiculous, prom- ridiculous promises to him, even like stuff because I, I want to support him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's the type of stuff that I really, really cherish. Mm. There's even somebody who had on this podcast recently, his name is Tom. We talk to each other every now and then seldom, but I respect so much what he does and just who he is as in general and how good of a person he is. Um, He's somebody like if we have a wedding, I'd invite to my wedding, even though we don't talk that much. Mm. But because we have this mutual respect for each other, Mm. I cherish friendships like that too. You know, there are good amount of friends who I barely see. I barely able to see them just because of physical distance that I would totally, if I think about it right now, like I would totally cherish those friends more than that person. Than that person who lives in the same. A hundred percent, like the person thing. that you met in Korea, um, the person that was your boss uh-huh. before. Mm-hmm. That's somebody. When I saw you two interact, I'm like, this is real friendship. Mm. This is friendship. You guys pick up, and you, you guys. It didn't seem forced. It didn't seem anything. It literally felt that you guys talk to each other every day. She is a good example where it took some time for us to get close because she was my boss. Yeah, and she, I think she was waiting. To see if like I would be a good candidate to be her friend. Because Mm. I think she kept everything professional. And then I think she saw that we could click. I think what I liked about her too. She's very like the way that she would speak to you was very open and honest about her feelings. Yeah, Nothing was really reserved. And you guys were just chatting it up. And it was Mm -hmm. just for me, it was nice to watch. I was Mm. like, oh, that's a really good relationship right there. And those Mm. are the type of relationships you want to build. When you would hang out with her and the other friend, the mutual friend, you guys seem like very surface friends. Like, oh my God, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like- Yeah, it is very like that. It's not like how you and Becky speak to each other. Oh, hell no. Like she, her best friend, her name is Becky. And Becky, when I see them two, they look like siblings. The way they argue, they fight, they (laughs) bicker. It's so obnoxious. But I'm like, that's real friendship though. She's also your twin. (laughs) That makes me really sad. I'm like, damn it, I picked a dude version of my best friend. Like, but you guys have this like chemistry and, you know, and like the way they hang out, they just sit, they talk, they chat, they come up for meals casually. Like it's nothing. Like Becky can walk into this house at any time that she wants and I would not care. And you wouldn't even notice. And I wouldn't even notice. And she's like, I'm taking a nap. I'm like, cool, whatever. I got some food. I'm like, cool, whatever. You know, she's somebody that I really, I'm really glad that she's in your life. You know, mm, yeah. and that's the type of vibe that, that that lady in Korea gave me. I was like, oh, uh, you guys are like good, good friends. With yeah. this one, though, I can understand where I didn't really see it. It was more like, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. It was still very surface. Even 10 years have passed. You guys seem like very fun friends, very fun acquaintances. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and. Yeah, it would be so funny. And she's like, I really did follow you by accident, unfollow you by accident. <laughs> then she hears this and she starts crying. But it's like, ah, whatever. Whatever. I yeah. mean, I told it, you know, it's, it, that's a good point because I think about it. I know more about that on these family. Than you do about her. Yeah. Yeah. That's another great sign. Right. Well, guys, that was actually a very good podcast. I enjoyed that conversation very, very much. Look back and see your friends and see if you really know them or not. And then question <laughs> about it. Yeah. Set <laughs> boundaries with your parents, dude. And be, you know, it's, it's hard, man. It's, it's always hard doing that with people who are close to you because it's uncomfortable. But just like anything in life, like the uncomfortable parts is where you grow. Um, 
I'm, I mean, we're, I'm struggling with that shit every day too. It's not like these answers that I give you is something that I'm not trying to apply in my life. I have to apply it every fucking day and it's so uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you guys for listening. Genius Brain Podcast every Sundays at 12 p.m. You can see Mariel at Mariel underscore underscore song. And also my harmony story is where you can see her who she should start working on her children's book, okay, which I've been okay. waiting for years. Um, giving her a little pressure, give her a little pressure too. She needs it. And it's it's a really amazing story that you guys will be able to to listen to. And I think it'll be great. So hopefully, uh, I put it out that, that you have to put it out. So you have to know. Okay. 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 We'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done. Well, I absolutely love this because you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.